Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Welcome, FBL players. This is Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. I am Rob, and this and is... Yanis. So, how are we doing this week, Rob? Hey, you know, it's always good when you've got a good game week. You've had the ability to listen to lots of podcasts because you've got no work because COVID has cancelled all <laughs> of that rubbish. And you are, you know, sat at home waiting for things to do. So, yeah, it's, it feels like I'm at school doing homework, but weirdly in a subject that I like in some way. It's very unusual. Um, but yeah, Which doesn't good. happen. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Get to watch games in the evening. That's nice. Uh, it's for homework. Exactly. Exactly. You, you always have that excuse. I'm not <laughs> doing it for fun. I'm, I'm doing it for work. This is research. This is really important research. Exactly. Thorough. <laughs> uh, as we speak, we are, I've got the Spurs game going. And it was fairly interesting in the first half. And now it's, I mean... They're 2-0 up, they're coasting, uh, and they're just holding on to the ball. It's not the sort of coasting yeah. that they were doing against West Ham. It's the sort of coasting that a big team does against a small team, uh, where they just pass that it they around. should have been doing against West Ham. Though they should have been doing... Oh, they've just scored. Oh, no, they haven't. Uh, they should have been doing against West Ham. Exactly. So, yeah, we've... Got, I mean, my most pressing thing is, is what transfer to make. I've had a second transfer saved again for the second week ru- running. And... It's arguably more pressure when you've got to make one transfer than it is when, you know, I'm so happy to see it. You've got a serious problem. I I can, I can feel that. It is hard. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because, you know, you want to change the entire team. Anyway, I've, (laughs) I've made one transfer. We'll start the, the podcast with my confirmed transfer. Then we'll move on to team news. Then we'll hit some battles and then we'll do a reveal. Yeah. Yes, of course. Cool. Have you made any transfers? Uh, not yet. I've been very tempted, but Good. I thought I'll wait because if I make a transfer and it backfires, I'm going to be gutted because I, I need to make an extra. I'll, I'll take a hit. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So if that doesn't work well, I'll have to take two hits. So I, yeah, I'm waiting. Hey, take it, you know, take it. It's just, it's important. <laughs> it's the only way for you to win. Team. <laughs> No, okay. So, yeah, I think um, I've transferred in Jota for James Rodriguez. James was falling. Jota was rising in price. Um, I didn't need to make the jump financially because James is about a million more than Jota. But actually, I thought I might as well get a million and one and um, not miss out on that price drop and, and miss out on that price rise. So that swap's been done, which leaves me with both Jota, Mane, and then adding Robertson in there, all from Liverpool. So I'm tripled up on Liverpool at the minute, and I'm not entirely certain how I feel about that. Um, it's not a bad game week to be on Liverpool, and uh, especially if, if you've, you're thinking of it in the long run, mm-hmm. I think it's actually quite good because they're, they're starting with... They have now a very good run of fixtures. Yeah. I mean, apart from, from the Wolves game, maybe you can consider it as a tricky one. But Spurs. still, I think they're... And the Spurs one, yeah. 
but they've got like a five six run like games in that are very good and defensively actually yeah. I think that they're really really good yeah it's sort of one on one off isn't it with Liverpool whereas City have got a couple more like good good okay good okay which is why everyone's thinking City's fixtures are so much better um, with Liverpool you've got a tougher defense you know Wolves are not going to concede as many chances against Liverpool uh, Spurs who knows who the hell knows what Spurs will do in terms of defense against Liverpool but you yeah. know, like it's one on one off, really. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I think what is interesting about the Liverpool game this week is that Brighton don't have what appears to be their main attacking asset in Tarek Lamptey. They've actually mm. they've got most of their team fit, and they've got Lewis Dunk in the back line. They've got. Um, Trossard back fit, who can play. Trossard is back, yeah, I was going to say that. Back. So it could be, it could be a very interesting game between, uh, sorry about my phone, uh, between Brighton and Liverpool. Brighton are one of those teams that attack. They Their passes per defensive action is um, very high. They press a lot. Um, so I, I forget which one the good one is, but I'm pretty sure it's high. <laughs> but yeah that's don't necessarily care what but, they mean <laughs> but the uh, problem is and, and that's the only thing i fear for not having a, a liverpool attacking asset this yeah. week i'm still not going to make like changes to bring one mm-hmm. um is that they always they always concede a lot against the big six yeah this it's, past year it's Big goal-scoring chances, and that's the yeah. thing. Liverpool score big goal-scoring chances. They're clinical. You know, they're one of the most clinical teams in the league. Brighton concede big chances. Not nowhere near as many as most of the other teams, but they, you know, they concede a high number of goals in comparison to how many big chances they've conceded. So, I think personally, it's going to be a very interesting match. But I think Liverpool should should win this quite comfortably. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm a bit disappointed that this happened. This has happened with uh, Salah because yeah. I would want him for the past week in this one. Yeah, uh, and uh, I just had to sell him. I was hoping that he would miss this one too to make yeah. my sell more justified. Yeah, but unfortunately, I'll be patient and I'll try to bring him back uh, on the against the against Fulham. Yeah, in two game weeks. No, so, yeah, because you mentioned the kind of plans for your team, I'll quickly say that I probably will. Uh, I've got a problem with with Dina now. Yeah, moving across Merseyside. You could have done that link yeah, really yeah. well. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you jinxed him, of course. It was your fault. Well, by saying he was a great choice. You were saying that it's not a good choice. He's not a good choice because of Pickford and etc. So the only thing that I can um, say, oh, there are two good things. That was that a wonder goal. Is that Harry? One? With an accidental wonder goal, third. The third is Harry Winks, yeah. It looks, yeah, sorry, way out. Anyway, uh, completely lobbed the goalkeeper, looked like a cross. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I think... So, 
the, the only two positive things for me for mm -hmm. changing Dina to to I'm thinking to Robertson because uh -huh. uh, I've been without Robertson for two weeks and without Trent for one and it's it feels very I'm very nervous about that I don't like that you know yeah. I, I was very stubborn on them and I'm making my way to bring them back soon uh -huh. so this is a perfect a perfect opportunity because Dinya is very expensive so and the, he the upgrades to, yeah yeah <laughs> Maybe not enough. So the upgrades to Robertson is yeah. not going to be big of a problem for me, mm -hmm. and uh, it solves two problems. I would, I wouldn't find the courage to bring Robertson back easily if he was healthy, mm -hmm. because I would think that I got rid of him for two weeks. Why am I now getting him back? Uh, so he solved that problem, and the other problem is that Dinho returned with two assists last week. Mm. So at least I got him for a week that. Yeah, yeah. I got, got him when he scored. Him, I can, yeah, exactly. I can go uh, away. Yeah, the you know the other reason is is just plain jealousy, and I completely understand that because I got you know Robertson's twelve points this week, and you did, yeah. and you know I completely get that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. the battles. It's it's my loss in the battles that makes me compete you with you like that exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> now this is one of the clear reasons why we tell everyone this is you know our lesson of the podcast save your transfers until today until we release this podcast yeah. if you've made a transfer you've made it too early generally if you've got two transfers, yes do what you want but if you've only got one transfer and something like this happens. This wasn't a European inju injury. This wasn't played during a match. This wasn't an international break. Exactly. This was something that randomly happened in training. Like, Carlo Ancelotti is going to be going mad at whoever put their foot through his ankle, surely. Yeah. He's now going to have an operation. He's out for, yeah. A couple of months. What sounds like two months. France yeah. funnily leaked it. And then um, Everton then confirmed it later on in the evening. So, yeah. You, the interesting thing about this is it brings a great player on. Well, it brings an interesting player onto our watch list. Uh, for me, anyway, Nkunku and Kunku is fourth, yes, and he will be playing on the left wing. And all he needs to do is put in an all right cross, and Calvert Lewin will find it with his head or his feet, by the looks of how it's been going recently. Yeah, but the only thing I this is a good way uh, to go. It's like the trends to Neko Williams. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a similar situation. You're going for the very cheap um, backup plan for this. Mm -hmm. for certain, yeah. But the only thing that worries me is if Dina being out will affect Calvert-Lewin um, because Returning. he had a lot, a lot, like he had like four of the assists went yeah. in Calvert-Lewin's goals. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing. So it, it's quite impressive what they've done, what they have done with the combination with the the way they played. So yeah, I, I, this, this doesn't mean anything for DCL at the moment, mm -hmm. but for the long run, I don't know. I'm I now go a bit more cold feet about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So regarding regarding the news, uh, we. There's also another sudden incident there's, that there's we still two more, right? Crystal Palace. 
Crystal Palace, yes. Yeah. So because of tomorrow's game, mm-hmm. today, if you, yeah, when you listen to this, uh, Zaha is feeling okay, says Hobson. But, of course, due to regulation, he's not going to be in the team. Is, so when so, did he miss positive? Was it last week? Did he miss probably, last week? It was Monday that they were playing. Uh-huh. So I think and it, it was announced on the Monday, wasn't it? It, it was, was announced, announced on the day, like yeah. two hours before the game. So I don't think we'll see him for the next five to ten days, I would yeah. say. Which means, do do the math. If if you can have him on your bench, yeah. be our guest. There are plenty yeah. of good options that are in his price bracket. Um off yeah. the top of my, my head, you've got Grealish straight away, who's probably rising tonight, uh, before anyone's going to hear this, sadly. Um, and Foden, Torres, you've got a whole bunch of players that you could pick up in this price bracket. Let, or go, go a bit lower for Jota. Jota, yeah. You've got so many people that you could transfer out for Zaha that are performing yeah. well at the minute. So I would advise if you have the luxury of having a transfer that you can use in this respect, get Zaha out, get another good player in because there are plenty. I agree. I agree. On the other side now, on the other hand, uh, we've got a return and that's Wilson Mm -hmm. who's coming back for Newcastle. Yes. While Tottenham scores their fourth. Yeah, I saw. It's good that this podcast is updated with a buzz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, Callum Wilson, yes, he's back. So, if there's any chance for Newcastle scoring against yeah. Crystal Palace, then there you go. Exactly, exactly. Um, they're not playing exciting football at the minute. They're a bit, yeah. It seemed like Wilson could have been back last week, but they didn't want to rush him. But anyway, he's back. He could be interesting he could make that game interesting he could make Patrick Van Amholtz job a little bit harder and um yeah it's difficult difficult one for me I wouldn't be getting Wilson in but he is a a player that's a striker that's dangerous there are too many other better options in my opinion I agree I agree um which as for um what uh yeah this is the this is the Friday game yeah. And then we mentioned the Everton uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on, the, on Leeds, we still have uh, Pablo Hernandez and Diego Llorente who are unavailable. Yeah. So apart from those two, which are long, long-term injuries. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that anyone had any problems with them. No. Nope. There's nothing else. No. Nope. Uh, these are the latest news. One more in Burnley's oh, goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, I was about to say and forgot. Yes, that's quite serious. Yeah, Nick Pope is unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> like a shocking <laughs> headline. Exactly, which, as they play Man City, makes uh, transferring in a Man City player, if you have that free transfer available, all of the more important, I think. Because yeah, I agree. Man City put Burnley to the sword every With season. Nick Pope. With Nick Pope every season. They've got rid of Joe Hart, who was their second, maybe even third choice goalkeeper. And also 
who was the other guy? Was it Tom Heaton? They went from having three effective first choice keepers to one in a season. Just one. Is it Tom Heaton? I feel like. And it now it's the uh, it's David Peacock, whatever his name that, is. Yeah, Peacock Walters, who is yeah. uh, going to have a Premier League debut by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, or it could be, in fairness, it could actually be anyone because um, we don't know that he is the backup keeper. It is just that is the way it looks from all on the outside. Did he say that Bradley Peacock Farrell was Bradley Peacock Farrell? That's the name. What a great name. Did he say that he's going to play? Yeah. I don't know for sure if he's going to play. Uh, oh, yeah. Peacock Farrell poised with Pope a doubt. Okay. So that's most probable. The funny thing about him is that he's in a lot of teams as a second yeah. goalkeeper yeah. because he's very cheap and because he's got a I funny think name. That they, and they've got probably, or there were people that had Pope and Pico Farrell together mm. because they were hoping that if for some reason Pope doesn't play, he's right. second. Yeah, exactly. That's how it would work. But it's a, a bit of uh, an irony to have that on a game against City. Yeah. <laughs> because it would be perfect if they were playing West Brom or Newcastle. Exactly. They could hope for an amazing differential clean sheet, but exactly. not for this game week. No. <laughs> um. Who do they play next? And do do we think he's going to be back? Where is it? It's uh. uh he's a doubt, so I can't tell you for sure uh, what. See, I think I read a report. This will probably be cleared up in our chat. So please get on our WhatsApp chat and have a look on there. Uh, we'll clear this up. But I think the report said that he wouldn't be back until potentially after the Arsenal game, which means which is Man City which is Sunday the thirteenth. Yeah. The 13th Arsenal, of December. Game week 12. So there are three games that you don't want to own a backup keeper for. The ones after that are Aston Villa, Wolves and Leeds, who also have a, well, uh, have quite a heavy attacking threat. So yeah, Burnley could be whipping boys for the next couple of games. So have a look at them for that. But also... It probably is a good, if you've got Pope, it might be a very good opportunity to get rid of because the next six fixtures are not ideal No, for them. And if you've got Pope, you've probably only got him as a playing goalkeeper and not a spare backup goalkeeper. Because he's quite expensive. Because he's, he's a 5 for 5 wasn't he? Exactly. Yeah. With the, yeah. So, cool. Uh, I think good. that's all of our injury news that we have to hand. I think, did they say Andy Carroll is coming back? Did I see that or something weird like that? Did you hear anything about him? He might. I, I don't know. Um, that's, that's our injury news. We can move on to yes. watch list battles, I think. Ah, the other thing yes, we need to not? mention. The other thing we need to mention, it's not an injury, but it's along that ilk, is uh, the great Diego Maradona has passed away. How do you feel? Uh, I, was, I was surprised because he's... 60. Although he, uh, his, his health was really bad yeah but he's young he was young he was very young 60 is a young age for a, a professional athlete to die uh, of course 
But you can't consider him as a... Yeah, he's a professional athlete. He was, but his life was like... I think we, we had the same conversation where, with Christina on the morning show mm-hmm. about... Uh, and it was kind of a coincidence because it happened like in the, on the day. Yeah. Because we were talking about uh, George Best. And we were saying that with the life that these people were following, that the, mm-hmm. what they were doing... They kind of lived like two lifetimes. Yeah. So, yeah, 60 is too young, but he's lived like 120 years. Yeah, he's lived better than any, any exactly. 90-year-old, hasn't he? The, I saw a video of him scoring a goal and then his best mate running onto the pitch. It wasn't a professional game. It, wasn't, it was a, like a, a supporters game. or so. It was a special sort of friendly game b- between two fake teams one of his mates yeah. ran on the pitch with a bag of cocaine and gave him <laughs> some cocaine on the pitch <laughs> as a celebration for him scoring the goal which i thought was uh yeah quite a fitting celebration for him yeah yeah cool yeah it was it was worth mentioning it uh and of course uh, he was never my favorite mm-hmm. although he is like Exceptional. a god of yeah. football yes well, but he was never is. my favorite because I um I'm not a very Argentinian friendly person. Okay. First of all. Yeah. And secondly, but this is kind of uh, it doesn't work always that way. Mm. I'm more with the sportsmanship and that kind of, yeah. of players. Uh, so he was not my favorite, but of course he's one of the most influential footballers. That oh, ever lived, yeah. if not the most. Yeah, agreed. Probably the most. I mean, there are nations that have followed his example and have been creating professional footballers because of him. So, exactly. and one thing that is worth mentioning, and then we can have a small break before we go for the battles and cool. um, and the reveal, is uh, I don't know if you've seen those pictures of the Boca Juniors and River Plate fans who are hugging each other uh, like to consolate each other because of what has happened to yeah. the, the Argentinian god. So it's kind of an idol that is bringing two really fierce enemies together. Okay. And that's, uh, that's very important. I have to give it to him. Yeah. 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 He was a very well respected figure uh, and yeah, a legend of our, our generation. That word shouldn't get used too lightly. Um, cool. Let's well, have the Napoli fans, I imagine. Wow, yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was their god. Yeah. He wasn't Peter Shilton's, but we won't mention that. Just look at his Twitter yeah. if you want to <laughs> see some funny tweets. Uh, anyway, let's uh, go on to team news. Uh, no, let's go on to battles after a short break. Exactly. Cool. See you soon. Bye. And we are back from the break. Yeah. What do we have, Rub? So we've got uh, the watch list battles coming back in. Uh, we've got to revise what happened last week and reveal what's going to happen next week in terms of, our, well, game week 10, in terms of our opinions on the best players to get in for these game weeks. Uh, as we've spoken about briefly, um, they are... Uh, definitely picks for the specific we're aiming to pick a player for the next game week but we're trying to pick players with good upcoming fixtures as well so it's not as 
Um, so they are a watch list as such, uh, but the point system currently doesn't take that into account. So maybe maybe we should work that out in some way, but we'll have a chat um, about that in our own time rather than in podcast time. Woo. Right. Good. So are we starting with the defenders? Okay. These are the defenders in terms of how they scored. I went with Wan-Bissaka. You, with, you went with Cancelo. Wan-Bissaka got eight points. Cancelo got one. Midfielders, I went with Barnes, expecting a good win for Leicester. They did not beat Liverpool at all. They lost 3-0. Uh, you... <laughs> at all. You call that at all. <laughs> exactly. That's they how you call it. <laughs> didn't beat them at all. They, they, beat them, they, they beat them by minus three goals, yes. <laughs> um, you went with Klich, one of the Klich and Kloch um, brothers. It, it didn't click for him at the oh, start. Man. Remember that? <laughs> yes. There, there were some ailing performances out there. Um, exactly. And uh, that was two for Barnes and three for Klich. Uh, Mitrovic came on for a one-pointer, which was a little bit better than Antonio for you, who didn't even make the bench. So you scored a mighty four, and I came back with 11. So nothing to scream. Again, it's about. you. But, hey, no, you won the last one. It was... On the long run, you're so ahead of me. I'm, I'm three. Uh, it's 3-1 currently. It's 3-1. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going on to watch list for the upcoming game week. Uh, I've got, I think I've got about three or four in each category that I will... I've got two as well. Yeah. Cool. Same, same for me. So we're going to give you many choices. So you Indeed. won't have to worry. Yeah. So what we've got is we... So my defender, I'll start. We've got... I think Patrick Van Aanholt against Newcastle is a pretty safe bet. Oh, uh, he's got first on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay, so Cresswell against Villa is also uh, another bet. Uh, I'm also mildly interested in Nkunu, um, who I mentioned yeah, earlier on in the sense. podcast, uh, because he is a playing Everton left-back who will get chances and is yeah, going to do, you know, could be quite interesting against Leeds. Um, we'll see. Leeds are very attacking. I want to get a clean sheet, uh, and I don't see that happening. So maybe, hmm. I think you've got all the Liverpool defenders as well that are coming exactly. in. Exactly. I'm waiting. I'm waiting at the uh, corner. You're waiting for it to click, aren't you? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, oh man, I, I chose Bellerin two weeks ago, so. I'll, I'll avoid him just for the sake of it. You can, though. Uh, so, I am going to go with Patrick Van Aanholt. Okay, PVA. PVA glue. Yeah, I think he was, he's a very good choice. Yeah. I was thinking of him as well. as mm-hmm. um, Because I think that he's bound to return. I mean, if I had a wild card, I would probably yeah. have him in that. I, I don't know if I would, main team. just because I don't like Crystal Palace in terms of defending, they're not looking on form this season, but specifically right. this You're Newcastle right. team, I expect Newcastle to come out a bit, which will leave them exposed a bit at the back. And I think if they don't get a defensive return, there's a high chance of PVA getting an attack in return. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so I'll tell my three choices and then I'll pick... Okay. One of the two, of course, because mm-hmm. the one is already taken. 
Sorry. So yeah, it's Party for Alan Donald. Uh, then I've got Stomatic. Yeah, good choice. Who, if I didn't go for Robertson and I wanted to go cheap, I would go for Matip instead. But I think that Robertson has attacking returns coming up, yeah. so I probably will go for the bit more. Yeah. Uh, Matip is a perfect, perfect solution right now because yeah. he's the only one who's never going to miss a minute. Yeah. I mean, touch wood. With, I hope he's healthy yeah, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. all things happening. But he's a definite start for Liverpool for the next yeah. three months, I would say. He's one of the only fit players they've got. <laughs> exactly. So he's perfect for this battle thing. Perfect. I want him there. Although I'm not that sure that they'll keep, keep a clean sheet, to be honest. Well, but, but I'm hoping for it. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe the other he'll one, storm I'll in at the back post and get an attacking return. And the other one is Fofana, who I like a yes, lot. Leicester. Leicester. I don't think that they'll be that terrible, especially against Fulham. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I don't even mind if they concede a, a penalty because the Fulham players will either miss it or Schmeichel <laughs> will save it. So I feel very comfortable even, oh, even from the spot. Oh, man. They have had atrocious luck. I mean, you don't call that unluck, unlucky. They're 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 terrible. Yeah, they're going to come back. You know, when they review their season in you know next year, they're going to look at this this sort of past couple of months, the first weeks of their season, and they're just going to go. If we'd have put away a couple of penalties, we might have got a couple of points. And we that's not the case. It's even worse because they have fifty-five percent, I think on penalties during the past three years. Oh, so it's so it's not a recurring a, problem. Exactly. Wow. It's terrible. It's terrible. Scotty, I saw a, Scotty a P sort it out. There's not trying them for that. No. Cool. Okay. So uh, onto the midfield. Fana, oh yeah. Sorry. I think I will go for Fafana. <laughs> no way. I've already put Matip in. Okay, sorry. No. Because um I'm afraid of this French guy called Mopé. Yeah. And he's always been uh, haunting me. And, of course, so, Danny Welbeck, most importantly, who is at 5.5 million, a snip. Exactly. Oh, I think <laughs> you're going to go for the head, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. He's so, let's go. Someone to put in someone's mind. Uh, okay, yeah. so... Midfield. Uh, midfield, you've got Leicester, who've got, obviously... A good attacking uh, game. Do you have Tielemans as well? Well, there's Madison and Tielemans, who both fit the <laughs> okay. bill. Uh, and also Harvey Barnes, but I chose Harvey Barnes last week, so that's a no. Um, yeah. Phil Foden, Ferran Torres. I like the look of Ferran Torres. He was rested midweek. He's 6.9, 6.8. Uh, so he should come in for me. I'm just showing you. Uh, one you second. can see, right? Torres, <laughs> Tielemans. Yeah, yeah, I see it, I see it. <laughs> You're very quick at writing, that's all I'm saying. No. Uh, <laughs> Villa and Hurahan against West Ham. Mm. I think Hurahan's going to come in for Barkley and he takes a lot of their, he took a lot of their set pieces before Barkley was involved and they got returns. You know, Hurahan uh, put in some good free kicks and uh, got some assists. So he has a point to prove after being dropped for Barkley uh, and Bowen against Villa um, this West Ham look interesting, and 
could get something, but going on, I mean, I should let you choose first. No, 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 no. You go ahead. Go through, go through your, go through your list. You'll, you'll solve my dilemma. Whatever you pick, I'll pick the other one. So it's fine. Torres. Okay, good. I mentioned him last week. Yes. As a very good option. Mm. Uh, I didn't pick him because it was against Spurs and yeah. <laughs> I was right. But yeah, I agree. He's a fantastic choice. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, this, this Pep Roulette is killing us because really? he's a player that I would like to have Yeah. for the long run. I might go for him if I can't manage to get some money. If, if I go big at the defense with... Mm-hmm. Robertson and Diaz, like in planning, mm-hmm. um, I might have to go on a cheaper solution if I want to ha- bring Salah at some point. Yeah. So Torres is a perfect city asset for that. I mean, I would never get Foden. No. For some reason, it's not clicking for me. <laughs> and uh, like, so, yeah. I like Foden. I think Foden looks dangerous. He's got a strong front line to get into, including Torres, Sterling, Mares. It seems very much like because of the upcoming fact that you've got League Europe, League Europe, League Europe in the next couple of games, it seems very much like Pep's got his teams ready to go for the league and for Europe. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne said that the players aren't being rested often enough uh, in an interview at the end of last game week. And you've seen him get a full rest. Torres had a good rest. Uh, and Foden and Sterling have come in and played. So it does make you worry that those players are not going to play in the league. So I think you're making a good choice in not choosing Foden. Yes. Uh, I, but Torres reminds me of... If if they start scoring, because that's the problem. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't seen the City four goal, yeah. five goal like they used to. Yeah. So if they start scoring, for me, Torres is going to be like a Bernardo Silva yeah, of two, three years ago. He's this outrageous. kind of player, the one that that will score almost one once every two games. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. In a very very cheap price. Yeah, I agree. Because on the high ranks uh, of Aguero, Jesus, um, or. Sterling and stuff, it's so hard to predict yeah. who's going to play. So, Torres, at least, you're not... You're not wasting that waste cash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I go for Tillemans, obviously. Tillemans, cool. Nice choice. Because even if they get two, three penalties, Vardy's not going to take all of them. So. Well, it depends. If he goes off, he won't take him, will he? So, yeah. He yeah, he can't. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, so, forwards. yep. Uh, I've got I've, two. Okay, I've got. Yeah. I mean, five. <laughs> no. no, yeah, Bamford, Antonio, no, not many. Uh, okay, yeah, I can't go for Antonio. He would have be a very good choice, but still, I'm not even convinced he's going to play. True. I don't know. With I'm waiting for him to start playing because then I'm going to go full on. Yeah. He's he's a very good solution for a, a very upgraded West Ham. Yeah. Uh, so my choices are two Friday boys. Ooh. Because I want to have the players <laughs> done by them. And it's Batshuayi and Wilson. Batshuayi and Wilson. Okay. No, yes. I like those choices. First of all, because Batshuayi is the one who's going to replace Zaha uh-huh. in a way. Yeah. I, I don't believe in Ayu. 
So mm-hmm. I prefer him. I mean, as a as a. You don't believe what? You don't believe that he exists or what? <laughs> exactly, like like COVID. I don't believe COVID exists. I believe in God, <laughs> but I don't believe in him. <laughs> I've no no faith in. <laughs> You've got no faith in IU. Okay, that's probably a better way of putting it. Yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but Batsuayi, I believe in. Okay. In, in Batsuayi, I trust. Okay. So, and Wilson, if there's any chance of Newcastle scoring, we said that earlier. Yeah, it will I ruin that's that the PVA clean sheet, won't it? Oh, that makes it easier for me to pick. It's hey, going to no. be Wilson. But also, Batsuayi is... Oh no! Okay, yeah, that's why he's playing against Newcastle. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so Go I'm going for, for Wilson. You're going for Wilson. You wanna? Yes. You wanna do? So that, if he scores, then I've got some some luck in in winning this battle. Agreed. I think if Newcastle do score, it will come through Wilson. Sadly. Um, okay, so Bamford is versus Everton. I think. Uh, yeah, he's going to score. I can't see him not scoring. It's just yeah. <laughs> for me, this is gonna. We're gonna talk about this in a couple of minutes on team reveals, but I just can't see my team without Bamford in it at some point this season. It's it's like he is the person that needs to be the must owned. You know, he is I've got him already, and he is. Yeah, I just I'm really strongly debating selling Werner for Bamford this game week. That's how. Strongly, I believe in him. My God, kid. that is... You believe in him. I think, yeah, I, I exactly. I have faith in this guy. Um, <laughs> Adams against Man United is... Okay, is the move I'm going to make because I might... This is absolutely empty threat, but I might oh my want God. to put Bamford into my team for Werner. And because of that... I'm not going to play Bamford in the watchlist battle. I'm going to play Shea Adams in the watchlist battle because he is up against Man United. And we forgot to mention in the injury news that Lindelof has been ruled out as an injury. So it looks oh, like Man sure. United are going to be with Maguire, who has looked quite safe a bit against Lind- aside Lindelof. And it looks like they're going to be playing Axel Tunatsebe, the, the young kid. Wow, he's not like, he's 20-something. But... Um, it looks like they're going to be playing him at centre back uh, alongside Maguire, and for me that that screams goals for Southampton. Yeah, uh, I also it's one Bissaka a doubt or something along those lines as well. That's going to be serious problems for Man United. I think it's going to be a very open game. Yeah, it's it's something that will might remind us of the Southampton Spurs game. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. It's so, but because I'm I'm very generous, um, uh-huh. I'm allowing you if you don't bring Bamford to your team to go for Bamford. Okay. I mean. Okay. I don't. No, I'm going to go with Adams. We're going to go with Shea Adams. Okay. No matter what. So you're PVA Torres Shea Adams, mm-hmm. and I'm Fafana Tielemans and Wilson. Cool. Always the the underdogs. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah, just to, just to be clear, Wambasaka and Lindelof have both got a knock. Uh, apparently, Ooh. Lindelof on a back injury, Wambasaka on an ankle injury. They're both yellow flagged potentially for this game week. Yeah, which could mean a makeshift Man United back line. Cool. Uh, so team reveals, man. Team this reveals. Is the, this is the big first one. of all. Very crucial, guys. Mm-hmm. The deadline is today. If you're listening on Friday, <laughs> it's now. 
Yeah, it's 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 on its way. It's six thirty uh, UK time. Yep. Before, like an hour and a half before the uh, Crystal Palace Newcastle game. Yeah. So don't get really um, complacent, relaxed for mm-hmm. Saturday, because you will have missed it. Yeah. Um, my te- I, I will tell you my team reveal. Uh, first of all, I. I'm really debating on if it's going to be McCarthy against United or Ryan against Liverpool. And bizarrely enough, I'm going to go for Ryan. And I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Because I believe, I mean, I don't believe that anyone of the two is going to keep a clean sheet, first of all. So um, I believe that when when Southampton is playing, that further ahead against teams like like we saw against Tottenham, yeah. Or um, Ryan uh, McCarthy has a, a serious problem in getting out of his line. Yes, and he always ends up having a one-on-one easy goals con- conceded. Mm. Like Son had like four goals which were copy paste, and he, he did yeah. nothing. He's not a sweeper keeper, is he? Exactly. So I don't think that he's going to have long shots to get points from saves. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I think that Liverpool will face a tighter defense. They will score, but they will have long shots. They will have, they will try to beat them, not just from the box. So I'm aiming for some, some saves by Ryan. That's the only it's a difficult dilemma. Obviously, See, you're facing okay. very good attacking. Teams. So you're basically you're aware that neither of them are going to keep keep a clean sheet. Yes, and, so and actually, I believe that both on... of them are going to concede more than two. Yeah. Okay. So you're going for yeah, I'm, I'm sure. save points. Exactly. Okay, that's fair. I think I've uh, just as we're on goalkeepers and we get goalkeepers out of the way. I think I'm on McCarthy. I've got Mesley. 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 Yes, again, um, against Everton. I think Everton, this injury to Luca Dinia does make me think Meslier might be more of an investment, a better, a better cho- choice this game week. So actually, yeah, I think McCarthy's going to be my bench. Meslier is going to be my so? uh, first mm. choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned about uh, Leeds. So I'm keeping Ailing on the bench. Okay. It's a good segue for the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, because they kept a clean sheet against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But Arsenal was not a threat. I think... I mean, if one of the two has to be gutted for the result, it's Leeds. They should have yeah. won that game easily. Definitely. Definitely. They were very unlucky. So I don't think that that clean sheet means a lot. It's not like that they suddenly have built a strong defense or something. No. So I think Everton Leeds is going to be a fantastic 4-3 game or something like that. I agree. I agree. Uh, that's why I would not go for Messi, <laughs> in my opinion. But still, they might have a lot of... He might get a lot of saves, like with the Sheffield exactly. game he had. He's so. got a big head. I just Every time I look at him, I just think, that guy's got a big head. Uh, there's, something, there's something unusual about his head. And... <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 my thoughts on Mesley. I'm going for him. I'll, I'll tell you my head. thought. It's a different perspective. He's okay. got a small body. Ah, oh, okay. That's yeah. the problem. Okay. It's not his head. 
The head is normal. The body is smaller than the head. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Anyway. So defensively, at the moment, it's not nothing with what it's going to look tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, uh, before the deadline. Because mm-hmm. I've got Chilwell, who's the only one who's going to be there. Okay. And I've got Digne and Walker Peters. Both of them are going to go. Okay. Who for? So, Digne for Robertson and Walker Peters for Diaz. Okay. They are big upgrades. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I've got already 3.4 in the bank. In the bank. I mean, I've been playing for two game weeks with more than three million in the bank, which has been a very bold choice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Digne has to go anyway. And I'm, I'm swapping Walker Peters. He gave me some points, not many. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because of what you said. I should have listened from the first game week <laughs> not to have two from Southampton. It really is a, um, it's a, a strategy that comes from investment banking. And it is called diversifying your assets. And it's, it's based on the fact that all assets rise and fall and assets are unpredictable. And that's what makes the game of investment banking so fun. I'll put in brackets. Um, but what they do is they diversify their assets so that if one egg goes bad, they don't lose yeah. value on all of their assets. A lot, yeah. So the doubling up for me is a very special thing between the defence which is goalkeepers and defenders and the attack, which is midfielders and attackers, you should never be doubling up to a same team in that area. Unless, two Unless very they are two exceptional choices. choices. Yeah. TAA Robertson, for instance, last year, which, Maybe which were doing yeah. really well. Exactly. Or Van Dijk, Van Dijk TAA. That yeah. We had that last year and they were working marvelously. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. Or Son and Kane. <laughs> I keep banging on about this and I will bang on about this to everyone. My, my friend Dan did a wildcard last week and I kept, he kept sending me different choices. And I was like, I'm not saying don't pick this player. I'm not saying do pick this player. I'm just saying yeah. make sure they're all different. One of the two. You've got yeah. six, six choices to make. Just make six different choices, six different teams. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, well, okay, it's not six. It's well, I've seven. also had it. Yeah. It's seven, yeah. I've also have another theory that I've I've now been thinking a lot. Mm-hmm. I started since we're on the defense. That's why I'm mentioning you now. I started with the idea of having two prime ones, Robertson mm-hmm. and TAA, mm-hmm. and three rotating defenders yeah. at the same price, four point five, mm-hmm. which seemed as a very smart idea at the moment. But then I noticed that I've missed so many points from them sitting on my bench. Which on one side is good, because if you're lucky enough to guess correctly, then you have the perfect choice playing. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, it's very painful to have a defender who got one point because he had a, a, a yellow card and not a clean sheet, and then have a six-pointer on your bench. Or as you had so two maybe, minus ones from Liverpool. Exactly. Uh, Villa. And two six points on your bench or something. Yeah, I know what you mean. For instance, so I'm thinking that maybe having a very cheap one, especially now that the prices have kind of changed and you mm-hmm. have the 4.4 or even 4.3, I think, there's a defender. Lewis um, uh, from Newcastle yes. is one of my look, one of my thoughts, but yes. Especially on wildcard now, you mm-hmm. might have something like that, which will save some money mm-hmm. and have two bench players completely forgotten Definitely. and maybe wait 
for your second wild card closer to a double game week mm-hmm. to include some better choices for the double game weeks or for a, for a bench boost. Yeah. For instance. Be- because it's too stressful, too painful to have players on your bench and wishing them not to get points because you will have missed them. True. So this is something that has been in my mind the past two weeks and just wanted to mention it. I think so. That's my my defense. Yeah. <laughs> Finished with my parentheses. Cool. I think mine is. Uh, I might as well. We might as well do this one by one. Mine is different to yours in that I bought four, three four point fives, one four million, and one premium. And okay. I got lucky with my premium, and I got lucky with some of my three point five, four point fives. Justin has performed very well. Uh, tailored not so well you know some of these players haven't done so well Mitchell's now out of the game by the looks of it he might come in for Patrick Van Aanholt but I really don't see that happening um I might have said the other what otherwise on previous podcasts but now it definitely looks like Patrick Van Aanholt is staying for good um and I think for me a constantly rotating system of a back three with two cheap defenders and hoping that the, sh- the fixtures line up is a much better way forward. I will have to move Justin on at some point. And if I have some funds going spare, he would be a nice move to James, uh, Reese James, or uh, you know another similar 5 million-ish priced defender. But actually, I like 4.5 defenders right now. And that's where, yeah. that's where I'm sticking. Because I think the money's in midfield. Which yes. brings us... Okay. If if I had have mentioned my defence, that would have been such a smooth segue. But I haven't. <laughs> so Robertson, Kufal, I <laughs> know uh, Robertson, target against West Ham. I've got West Ham versus Villa, um, Sufal or target, and I think I'm going to go with target and James Justin against Fulham. So, okay, uh, they're my three defenders, uh, which moves nicely into midfield. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I will still hold on to that amazing dear friend of mine, dear Podence. Oh, yes. <laughs> is, is stubborn and never leaves my team. Yeah. I mean, he's even worse than Mitrovic. Mitrovic left <laughs> at some point. Exactly. He's there. He's holding on his spot <laughs> because I had this Dina thing. So I naturally had to solve that. Besides, he's playing against Arsenal, and uh-huh. I'm not that afraid that Wolves will not have an attacking return, yeah. or that they might keep, keep. Oh my God! I, I always mess it up. Keep a clean sheet. Yeah. So I'll hold on for one more week, uh-huh. hoping that uh, Suchek is not going to score again, mm-hmm. because he's the one I'm aiming for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get like a drop, um, half of a million drop which I will need later on. So Podence is the first player on my midfield, always there. And thankfully, I've got Grealish against West Ham, mm-hmm. uh, who's not looking that good without Barclay. Interesting, to be isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm very sad to say. Sorry to say. And he's got a price price, as you said. And now it's kind of official, I think. He's more like 100% yeah. uh, for a price raise. Uh, Son is going to be my third midfield. Cool. And my captain is going to be Bruno Fernandes. 
Amazing. Although I think it's it's very improbable to have a three straight big yeah. return for me. I was looking at this and I was looking at how you were like, I oh, never I like to get, never yes. like to get someone in that has done good in the previous game week. And then I don't know. I noticed that you captain Bruno Fernandez after he'd scored like know. 17 points in the previous game week. And I was like, that is going against Yanis's prime rule. I've, I've changed my, my, my principles. I constantly <laughs> chase them. Who are you, man? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, um, so that's my midfield. Okay, that looks solid. I like the look of that. Um, I think Bruno Fernandes against Southampton is one of the biggest captaincy choices of this game week. Um, I think the other obvious one is going to be Kevin De Bruyne. And I think I have to bring him in this game week. Uh, after seeing that Pope injury, I have to bring him in this game week. So I, as I've already said, I made a Jota uh, arrangement with uh, James Rodriguez going out. So you saved a million. Yep. Basuma's on my bench. Uh, what I've got currently is Jota. Son is going to stay, uh, as far as I'm aware. And I think Fernandez is also going to stay, which means there's only one player that can leave my team, and that is Saidio Mane. Um, oh, Okay. Which is a bit of a crazy choice, I'm well aware. But in the next... No, I find it, I find it very reasonable. So, so my, my thinking is, I'm covering Liverpool's attack with Jota. It's a terrible choice to cover it with Jota because he might not even play, but he got rested this game week. I want to make sure in the next, um, I'm going to say seven or eight game weeks, I have some combination of a strong Liverpool attacker a strong United attacker and a strong City attacker because all of those three teams, if you look at the sea of green that's ahead of them, it is unbelievable how many good fixtures they have coming up. You know, just looking at Jota, you've got Brighton, Fulham, Crystal Palace, West Brom, Newcastle, Southampton. Uh, Looking at Man United, you've got Southampton, West Ham, Sheffield, Leeds, Wolves, Villa, Fulham. You know, these all coming up. Uh, City, you've got Burnley, West, West Brom, Southampton, Newcastle. All of these in the next six game weeks. And I've worked out that I can't have all of these players at all of the time. Uh, So, I'm going to like very much like the Liverpool front line, I'm going to be transferring these players in and out fluidly as a rotation system. And I'm going to make I'm going to plan sideways transfers in the next couple of game weeks so that I have Bruno Fernandes when he hits his good games. But when he's playing against teams like City and Wolves and Leicester, I'm going to aim to be bringing him out. So for me, yeah, for me, Fernandes could move out for De Bruyne quite easily. Uh, Fernandes could also move out for Salah, um, but not in this game week. I don't have the funds for it this game week. So Mane has to go for me against um, Brighton Hove Albion. I don't think Salah will come in around Wolves, but in game week, what is it, 13? Yeah. 12. Everyone is waiting for 12. 12 against Fulham. He's going to be there. I think it's going to be Salah even. Salah against Fulham, Salah against Tottenham, Salah against Crystal Palace, West Bromwich Albion, Newcastle. Salah until the end of the season. And then, and then by that time, hopefully I'll have more of a clear decision on whether Son moves on for Kevin Fernandez, maybe, or, or for yeah. Fernandez or something like that. But right now I cannot choose between them. 
So Mane's going with Jota covering. Had it have been that I'd got Ferran Torres in, it might have been that I kept Mane and yeah. Ferran Torres played in that sort of position. But... You need a cheap one from those teams. Yeah. So you went for Jota mm-hmm. and the other prime ones mm-hmm. instead of going Torres and the other prime ones. So yeah, it, it does make sense. So my choices this week are Jota, Son, Fernandez, and Kevin De Bruyne by the looks of it. That makes sense. Since, I mean, I'm kind of making uh, opening a brackets again. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you mentioned the long run strategy, mm-hmm. uh, I'm planning to do a similar thing by going off Fernandez in game week 12 mm-hmm. to bring back Salah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we mentioned that during the, the Brighton thing. Yeah. And uh, so on to KDB. Mm-hmm. So. The only way to make that possible <laughs> is to have something cheap. That's why I was thinking Podenza to to um, Jota Suchek or, or oh, okay. yeah, yeah. no, not even to go for a very cheap fourth midfield. Yeah. So that I can have three because it will mean KDB, uh, Salah, and Grealish, and it's kind of a kind of an expensive yeah. midfield. While I have covered Lewin and Kane ahead, mm-hmm. so it's five pretty expensive ones exactly so does that which make to our again forward is line? a good segue for the for- forwards <laughs> this is we're getting pro we're getting professional at this <laughs> so shall i mention the the attack i mean my three attackers i don't think will change for a mm-hmm. long period of time unless touchwood something happens yeah uh carved lewin bamford mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kane yeah those are the three i don't think i'm gonna move from them, maybe the only one who I might move in a couple of weeks would be Carvin Lewin if I was to move. I've been because, thinking because I would go for something cheaper. I would go for an Antonio, for instance. Look at the games. Big, Just big, the games coming up. Are, so Leeds is okay. Burnley, we know what they do defensively. No Pope might make it a bit different. But then, then we've got Chelsea, Chelsea Leicester, yes. Arsenal, Sheffield, City, uh, West Ham. West Ham, yeah. So, yeah, Cavalier. There is there is a chance, although he is kind of fixture proof. I don't mind that exactly. But if if we're aiming to go big in the midfield, uh, then dropping from a seven point nine to a six point two, for mm-hmm. instance, which is Antonio frees up more than one and a half million to go crazy and and then you can have exactly. KDB, Fernandez, Salah all together. You can have your cake and eat it. I've got yeah. the same problem, but I had Calvert-Lewin from day one. He was, by some miracle, one of the best FPL decisions I've made this, this year, along with Robertson, in fairness. But Robertson has risen by 0.1, uh, whereas yeah. Calvert-Lewin has risen from 7 Almost a million. to 7.9. So I would lose a lot of value in transferring out Calvert-Lewin. And I very much think that he's going to stay in my team until the end of the season, uh, unless anything goes wrong with him. Even with the bad fixtures. Yeah, even with the bad fixtures. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good. <laughs> this is terrible. We, we should. We shouldn't. We shouldn't agree. My only. Okay. The only, the only other thing is that Werner for me was at nine point five. He's regained the price that he originally had. He's, he went down two and now he's gone back up to 0.2. And his 
ability in front of goal is now showing. So I can't get rid of him after having my faith put in him firmly and watching it. Yeah, he's he's playing so much better than he was. He's very consistent. Chelsea are looking much better. He's hitting he doesn't have big holes, but he's very consistent. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. He's an intelligent player and... At 9.5, I still think he's under undervalued. Um, so I also don't want to have any of the Chelsea midfielders. That's my thing. Like, I like Ziyech, and I like the idea of Pulisic. But right now, it's got to be Timo Werner. And there's no point in me wasting a midfield spot when there are so many good midfielders uh, on Chelsea. Because Chelsea look like the second-best team in the league right now. Um so you've got to have some representation there. And for me, it's just got to be Timo Werner. Yeah. Or Mason That's Mount. That's true. Or Mason Mount. But very, very consistent as well, but you never know what's going to happen when they're all there. Exactly. He, he's not going to get out of the team, but he might play 60 minutes instead of full 90. So, yeah, I agree. True. So that's your... You've That's got Watkins. You didn't mention your Watkins. Watkins, right? Watkins yeah. is my set and forget. Who uh, is looking like he might be out shot? It seems between between him and Bamford, each game week, there's one of them shines. And yeah. if you've got one of them, then you're going to be lucky. But yeah, if I could, if I transferred Werner out for Bamford, I could have Basuma up to a Torres, and then. Son or you know one of those players up to uh, your KDB and I could you know, I could really have a midfield of five that are amazing and rotate one of the forwards and have a three five two. Um, it's very tempting, but I'm going to stick with Werner, Watkins, Calvert Lewin because I like them. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. So that's it. That's our podcast. I think it's a, it has been a, a relatively long one. Yeah, for us as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, we hope you, you enjoy it and you find some useful stuff Indeed. for the deadline, which will be quite soon. Yeah. Um, good luck to everyone. Big Green Arrows. And yes. we'll see you on potentially on Monday. We we have to, and you know there are there's the which week is it game week thirteen I think which is midweek yeah that's going to be very intense we're going to have a lot of shows coming on <laughs> one yeah. after another just it's, to cope I mean, with that it's probably lucky the world's you know completely stopped because otherwise we wouldn't have any time to do this damn podcast <laughs> yes and what are we going to do on Christmas that's yeah. going to be even even worse because we're going to have Boxing Day and twenty eighth. And 30 every two days is it's yeah. gonna be great I'm looking forward to so it so stay much. tuned there's a lot of things that yeah. gonna happen go, go and have a look at our patreon go and have a look at coffee break uh, uh coffee break um buy me a coffee uh dot com forward slash nsff and uh stay safe stay tuned see you next ah, week we made that we made that that was good. that was good bye good luck guys bye bye everyone Radio.